Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Grinders, wake up. It's Sunday here, August 6, 2017. We're back with the Weekend Grind podcast brought to you by Roto Grinders. As always, I'm Josh, Sir Giant, joined by my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalk, the man goat, Mangone. Travis, how you doing today, man? Happy Sunday. Uh, pretty good, man. Uh, excited for another MLB slate as always. Back for the weekend grind, and uh, just uh, you know, the team team Castillo, uh, you know, didn't come through for uh, everyone, but uh, he did come through for me actually in my head cash games. I actually played him in cash yesterday, and ended up working out. So, uh, uh, not the greatest outing from him, but it was enough to get the job done. So I wasn't uh, too wasn't too upset, but a little, uh, you know, I was. Uh, I'm not mad at him, just disappointed. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a fun little contest we did, man. And uh, Team Sir Giant pulled it off, even though we seemed like the underdog. You got so many votes, man. Like when I uh, saw all my notifications going off, I'm scrolling down. I'm seeing so much Team Man going all about Castillo. You know, Lamette's not going to do it. And we pulled it off. Team Sir Giant got a win, which is nice. And I believe that makes us even now on the, the history of the Weekend Grind podcast for for uh, the, the bets that we've had with that. So uh, I think we're going to have to do a tiebreaker soon. Uh, pretty cool though. Pretty cool that that um that you know so many people were interested and had fun with that. I'm glad that we did that, and hopefully we could do more contests for you guys in the future. With that, we could uh we could announce the winner of the podcast. Travis and I did a random drawing, and Winter is here. Uh, is is the winner? His handle is at Sly Pain. So congratulations, Sly Pain. Uh, Winter is here. You won a free Roto Grinders T-shirt. Thank you for listening and participating in the contest. I'm going to go ahead and uh, shoot over a DM to you on Twitter. You can send me your size, and, and we'll uh, we'll get a nice shirt over to you. So congratulations to you. But, yeah, other than that, it's a happy, uh, you know, it's a, it's a nice happy Sunday for me, man, you know, just enjoying the weekend. Uh, we got NFL right around the corner. I think we're all super excited. Whenever August rolls around, we always get super excited for NFL, especially uh, not first-time grinders, you know, guys that have been around the block a few times like us. We just love that NFL season. Fall is here, you know, it's football weather, fun stuff to watch, always great games and lots of action. So, yeah, uh, you know, before the season starts, we have some preseason NFL. And, and Travis, I believe you're doing something in the marketplace for Roto-Grinders with, with Roto-Grinders' very own Seth Yates. Why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Yeah, um, yeah, this is mainly Seth's thing. I, I'm just a part of it. I'm kind of like Vanna White, uh, just not as beautiful, just kind of just touching the letters. I won't be doing much. It's mainly him. Uh, I'm just helping him out with some podcast stuff. So, uh, yeah, you might see me a little bit on there, catch me uh, randomly at some times. But uh, Seth has an awesome thing what he's doing, and Seth has crushed the preseason, man. Like uh, the past couple years, he's, uh, you know, 100% ROI, just absolutely smashed it. Um, 
And here's some of the things you're going to get in the marketplace. By the way, it only costs $20. Like, it's not that much. Uh, it's only four weeks long. It's, you know, four weeks you can get. And here's what you get with it. Like I said, only $20. Uh, and you get a team-by-team -team breakdown. Uh, you get Seth's tournament and cash game rankings. So very simple. He just tells you here. These are the tournament guys I like. These are the cash games. You know, look at the rankings. Make your teams really quick and easy. Uh, not too hard. You can make tons of different tournament teams and try and ship those big prizes that they'll have. And I'm sure they'll be running huge contests for that. I've already seen some of them there. There's some pretty good prize pools. And then they'll have a, a you know a, a subscribers only podcast for most of the slates. Uh, and then he'll be doing a premium chat with Seth and other subscribers too. So uh, you're not in it alone, right? Uh, you'll have Seth there and uh, you can also ask some other subscribers questions like, hey, uh, I think this is a good play. What do you think about this? You know, you can ask some other people some questions. Uh, so that'd be a really good time. And then um, also you'll have a downloadable file file with uh, hard to find historical statistics of, in, like, you know, including snap counts uh, separated by weeks. And uh, I know Seth does a really good job, you know, like making that kind of stuff in Excel. He's really good at that. So uh, I'm sure I'll have some really good info for uh, everyone about like snap counts and whatnot, and who gets what. And uh, like I said, uh, Seth is the guy you want. He's been doing this for like the past couple of years. And uh, he kind of knows these uh, preseason Hall of Famers, like the guys that just like like, you know, crank out preseason and really just get the job done and have been on those teams for a while. Like, Seth knows who they are. He understands, like, what they do and how well they are. Uh, this is a really good time to boost your rank well before the NFL season. So, like I said, $20, uh, jump in the NFL marketplace and get Seth's uh, marketplace package. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different animal preseason NFL because uh, there's a lot of news to keep up with and finding which guys are going to get the opportunities to play. It's not your typical DFS NFL kind of situation. So it's definitely important to have an edge. And I think that Seth Yates is definitely the way to go to get that edge. And, of course, I'll always vouch for Mr. Travis uh, over here. So for 20 bucks, it just sounds like a great deal. And definitely give it a shot. Definitely go ahead and get that and get some, you know, as Travis said, get some bankroll rolling into the NFL season by kicking off with the preseason. That's That's definitely a good idea. Go ahead, give us both a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant, and you can follow Travis at Travis Mangone, M A N G O N E. We love interacting with you guys. Feel free to contact us, uh, interact with us. Uh, you know, any questions, any comments you may have, feel free to reach out with those. Love talking to you guys. Uh, without you, we wouldn't have this show. So we appreciate every single one of you listening, and we uh, look forward to continuing to bring you. Uh, good content here, solid content for your DFS games. So we have a nice, healthy slate here, Travis, for a Sunday. Uh, we have 11 games starting at 1.10 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to be covering the main slate. Locks at 1.10 p.m. East Coasters, uh, don't oversleep. West Coasters, definitely got to get up earlier. So. But it's one of those slates where pitching is definitely an interesting way to go. And, Travis, I know you love it when it's like this, when the pitching is spread out. So I'm sure you're having a good time over there right now building some rosters. Uh, yeah, I just like it because, like, ownership spread out, right? Like, uh, yesterday, uh, I mean, if, like, Pomerantz was probably going to be the chalk guy, but with the weather, that kind of spread some things out. Uh, people were on Garrett Cole. People were on uh, – uh, people were on um, – Lamette, people want Castillo, you know, ownership was spread out enough where it was like kind of fun. And I think it's going to be more spread out tomorrow. Like there's just some different spots you can go. We got Archer on the mound, Tyon, uh, Carrasco, Nelson, Severino, uh, just tons of different guys to like. Uh, so, you know, Lester, I, I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned him too, but there's just so many pitchers that you can uh, make cases for. And also they're not like, you know, you kind of feel a little uncomfortable at the same time with some of them, but uh, they're, they're all in decent spots. I, I'm a big fan of the slate just in general. All right, so for pitching, I think we should switch it up a little bit today. Let's just go game by game. I think that'll be the most efficient way to go. 
uh, since we have 11 games here. Let's start with the first game on the slate. It looks like it's going to be a pitcher's duel to me. Wait, just, you want to go game by game? Yeah, just for pitchers. Let's just knock out the pitchers game by game. We don't have to go, but then we'll do the hitters by position. I oh, think, okay. I you thought know? you were doing everything game by game. No, no, okay, no. That's fine. Just the pitchers, Travis. Why not? I know it's a nice little curveball, no pun intended, covering the pitchers. A little curveball I'm throwing at you. But uh, I just think it'll be quicker. We can cancel out, guys, as we go, as we go game by game. So uh, we'll start, like I said, with the first game that screams pitchers duel to me. It's in Tropicana. Very low implied run total overall as a game with a seven and a half run over under. We have Jimmy Nelson facing Archer in Tropicana. We'll start on the away team with the Milwaukee Brewers. We've got Jimmy Nelson on the mound. 8.6K on DraftKings, which I think is a very great price for him. On FanDuel, you get him for 8.9, a little pricier over there. But Jimmy is a guy that's just been racking up the strikeouts. He gets a nice park upgrade in Tampa Bay at Tropicana. This just feels like a good spot for him to have another solid outing. His strikeout rate this season uh, is is very solid at 23% against righties, 316 against lefties. Such solid reverse splits for Jimmy Nelson here. Ground balls are up 55%. Fly balls are down 19%. Opponents ISO under 200 on both sides, 166 to lefties, 106 to righties, which is great. Jumps off the page. Sierra, nice and solid, 3.5 against righties, 2.5 against lefties. So everything just looks good to me. Walk rate's down. And he's going, you know, gets a good matchup here against the Tampa Bay hitters who who strike out 22%, uh, 22% clip against righties. And like I said, with the park upgrade and the matchup here for Jimmy, I think it's, it's a good spot for him to pay off this price tag on both sites, but especially on DraftKings where I'm going to have a lot of consideration for him. Travis, how do you feel about Jimmy Nelson here on this slate? Oh uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think this is like a really easy, you know, game of pitching just to sum up. Like, uh, I like Nelson, like price is cheap and he gets the raise, right? Uh, you know, does great key percentage against lefties and righties uh, and the raise like the strike out a ton. And then when you head over to the other side of the ball with Archer, it's really simple, right? Like Milwaukee strikes out a ton. Uh, it's a Sunday. They kind of normally play some really bad lineups on the weekends just because like they don't have a, you know, a really deep uh, team. I mean, they have a good, uh, you know, some good hitters, but they kind of sit some guy. If they sit one guy, it can kind of uh, make it not as great. And uh, I think Archer's just in a great spot here to get tons of strikeouts. Well, he gets a huge park downgrade, and they're going to be the team that strikes out a ton. I think it's just like a great spot. I think like Nelson and Archer are both on my like cash and tournament like list of consideration. Uh, and uh, I just think it's pretty simple. Like those are just two guys I'm definitely going to be considering. The one knock against Archer, like the one thing you worry about is uh do i need to spend that money for him because there's so many guys that you can just go to for cheaper right like that's kind of the one knock against archer uh but there's also the uh the other like you know flip side of it is that uh there's doesn't seem like there's all these offensive bats that we want to pay for so i think we will have the money for archer and he's uh you know arguably has the best k upside on the slate uh so he's definitely a guy that you want exposure to uh, i think both these guys are just great pitchers and uh it's 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 tough to argue against them in this matchup in this situation on this slate. So I think they're both two guys that are gonna you know make the list for me. Yeah, Archer is certainly in a great spot as well. I think he's in a better position than Jimmy, where we see these Milwaukee hitters striking out. Twenty six point four percent is their strikeout rate as a team against righties. You see them striking out a lot. So I think that this gives Archer kind of an upgrade uh, or an advantage in the matchup over Jimmy. But still both in a fantastic spot. And as you said, you know, the issue with Archer is the fact that his price tag is so expensive. And the question is, do you have to roster him at this price tag? I think there's ways around it, especially on DraftKings where he's 11.3 and you have to roster two. I think that there might be ways around it. On Fandle for 10.5, I think he should just be a staple in your cash games just because of that strikeout upside. And I think that he's 
the top option if you're looking at like overall output. Who's the, which pitcher is most likely uh, in a spot to score the most fantasy points? I think it'd be Archer on this slate. So that would be the way to go. But I also think there's some merit on DraftKings to rostering both these guys and just letting them duke it out and rack up some points. That f- four point win bonus on DraftKings really isn't like the tipping point in your lineups. It's not enough incentive, I think, to where you wouldn't we'd want to like not play the two of them together. So I I think Archer is certainly a great play, but point per dollar, uh, Jimmy Nelson's a great option too. So th- that's where I'm at here with these two pitchers. Uh, anything else you want to talk about here before we move on to the next matchup? No, yeah, we can't have the other one. Like you know, we kicked it off with two great pitchers we like so far. So so far, so good. Two for two on uh, pitchers we like on this slate. Yeah, I don't think it's going to continue here when we go to the Great American Small Park uh, with St. Louis at Cincinnati. We got my boy Adam Wainwright going against Homer Bar- Homer Bailey. Uh, yeah, uh, just 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 pass. Like, yeah, just pass. Short guys. and sweet. Let's just keep, short, let's just keep moving. I yeah, think. yeah, short and sweet, like that old uh, MTV show when they said next on that little dating stupid show they had. I think we're just gonna. Ne- <laughs> I can't remember that show. <laughs> they get off the bus like Adam Wainwright and uh, Homer Bailey just walked off the bus and they're just like next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <actually> <laughs> the two of them come out. We send them back. I send you back. No, but uh, it's funny because uh, just like fun little uh, side note for the younger kids. Next was a show on MTV where just like people would go on blind dates. And uh, if the person didn't like them, they'd shout next. They'd go back to a bus, and the next date would come out. And uh, they would always show, like, three fun facts about the contestants. And, like, the first two were always always normal. Like, you know, he plays tennis, and the second one was normal, too. He'd be like, oh, uh, he is, you know, has a passion for uh, rescuing dogs, or I don't know, like, he's a dog person. The third, And then the third one was always crazy. Like, oh, he likes to eat chocolate off the floor exactly at midnight every night. It was always, like, something weird as the third fact. So, but, yeah, anyway, enough of that nonsense. Well, next, both these guys go on to the next game. Now we have two another two interesting options, and this is where, uh, as you said, the pitching could be tough on the slate. We got Severino at Carrasco in Cleveland here. Both two great options. The implied run total for this game at eight runs at the you know that's the over under where we're set now uh severino and carrasco neither will come cheap 9.9 k for severino on DraftKings, 9.7 for carrasco on DraftKings, and over on FanDuel it's 9.6 for severino 9.1 for carrasco so you you are going to have to pay the premium price for these guys if you'd like them in their line in your lineup but we had an interesting conversation earlier travis and people tend to just stay away from rostering pitchers against the Yankees just because they had such an explosive offense early in the year, but they've kind of died down a little bit, and it's hard for me to admit that as a Yankee fan since I'm a little bit biased. But Carrasco has some great stuff. 28.9% strikeout rate against righties, 245 against lefties. His walk rate is, you know, nothing to worry about here. His ground balls are up. His fly balls are not too bad against lefties. They're a little bit high at 31%, but, you know, nothing to be really concerned about. And that Sierra, nice and solid, 2.6 against righties, 3.4 against lefties. And the Yankees do strike out at a decent clip at 23.3% with this lineup they have. So there's definitely some strikeout upside. I think that Carrasco makes a fine tournament option just for the fact that I think the general public will stay away from taking a pitcher against the Yankees in Cleveland. Uh, so I think that gives some merit to playing Carrasco. And on the flip side of that, where we have Severino, uh, the upside with Severino is just pretty clear because that raw strikeout ability he has 29.5% strikeout rate against righties this season, 264 against lefties. Ground balls are great. Fly balls are nice and low. Uh, that ISO under 100 against righties, which is bananas, and at 144 against lefties. And Sierra under three across the board. So Severino's certainly in a good spot, too. And we got these uh, Cleveland bats that strike out 
23.9% of the time, that's, that's their strikeout rate as a team. And their ISO very low at 117 against Ray. So that power upside, not really something to be concerned about. We saw them duke it out tonight with Mon, uh, with Montgomery in that game uh, with the, the Yankees and Cleveland. And it was a very close game. The pitchers really duked it out tonight. So I don't know if there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this game. And I think that both these guys make fine options, especially in tournaments where the upside's clear. How do you feel about this matchup, Travis? Yeah, I mean, I played Trevor Bauer on Friday. I played Danny Salazar in cash today. Like, uh, how do I not play Carlos Carrasco here just in general? Uh, he's going to be a cash or tournament option that I consider. Like, he's going to be on that list too. Uh, I'm going to try and shrink this list down. It's going to get tough, but uh, my list might be big at first. I'm going to have to, you know, have some trouble shrink- shrinking it down as much as I can. But uh, I-, I just think you have to consider him. I think you're getting a discount on him, like 9,100 on FanDuel and 9,700 on DraftKings. Like, those are just, that's just kind of cheap for him still. Uh, so I'm I'm going to put him on my list of uh, cash and tournament guys and keep moving on. I think he's just a, a good play here. Uh, yeah, he's just striking out a ton, and I'm going to take advantage of that. And uh, just look for the lineup. Like, they just throw out so many righties now. Like, uh, the, the only right lefties they really have are, like, you know, uh, Ellsbury, uh, DD, and uh, Gardner. Only are the really guys that are going to have in there. And there's a chance one of them could sit on a uh, on a weekend too, right? Like, there's that, that, that chance that that happens. So, uh I'm a big fan of uh, Carrasco tomorrow. Like if you told me if I had to pick Carrasco or Severino, that's what I'd go to. I'd go to Carrasco if I had to pick. Uh, Severino is one of those guys. Like, I mean, he's had elite stuff this year and been absolutely awesome, right? He probably will go really under own because no one, like, with all these good pitchers in these good spots, no one's really going to want to attack uh, Cleveland, which makes sense. Uh, but for me, I think Severino is one of those guys that ends up uh, being on the outside looking in. Like, I don't think he's going to make my list, but I wouldn't argue if there's, you know, someone listening to this show and saying, man, Severino's in a really good spot uh, in a tournament, uh, you know, that they think they want him and they think he'll be low owned. Like, go for it. Like, I think you can do it. Uh, I just don't think he'll make my teams if I'm being honest. Uh, j- just because there's just other pitchers that I like and I, I just don't think it's he's going to end up making the cut for me. But uh, again, um, he could be really low on Josh, right? Like the more I think about it, I keep thinking, and I just don't think people are going to play Severino. Like, am I wrong on this take? No, I think that Severino is going to be extremely low owned, which really piques my interest in tournaments because I think he has as much upside as any other pitcher on the slate for sure. And I think when you see a spot like this where you could get a guy that low owned on a slate that has as much upside as the the highest upside pitcher on the slate it really should be someone that you get some tournament exposure to so i think i'm gonna have a good amount of severino exposure in my tournaments yeah i don't know it's something to think about like i said i'm trying to uh i'm more of a cash game guy uh so i'm trying to like get in the tournament mindset for you guys who do do the tournaments i think that's something you could consider um I but think- again i think I'm I just going to say, like, I think that if the only reason that you'd probably fade him in cash is just because the, the matchup isn't... Um, There's just better pitchers right. in cash to play. Exactly. Yeah. There's pitchers that are in better spots better overall. Safe. Safer. Exactly. That's that's the thing. Is like, while Severino has a ton of upside and could have a great game, I think that there's other pitchers on the slate that have a better chance or have more things going for them and, and might have better price tags here. Because you're not paying, you know under price like under value price for him like you're paying the full price for severino here so something to take into consideration there but uh we can move on to the next game now we've got uh clayton richard the grass cutter clayton richard going against james tyon now clayton richard is a guy has great ground ball stuff but i just don't feel comfortable rostering him 
against a team like Pittsburgh that has a lot of righties that can really hit lefties well. So I think I'm going to pass on Clayton Richard on this slate. On the flip side of that, though, Jameson Talion is, is really a guy that's going to pique my interest here. Has great numbers this season, 26% strikeout rate against righties going against the San Diego team that we know we like to target pitchers, especially right-handers against San Diego. 26.2% strikeout rate against righties this season. So Tyon is definitely a guy, elite ground ball upside, good strikeout upside, walks are down. Uh, he's a guy that I'm going to definitely have interest in. And I think you said uh, earlier before we started the podcast that his price tag on Fandle was just way too cheap at 7.3, right? So uh, Travis, why don't you give your take on uh, Tyon here? Yeah, it's crazy that he's as cheap as he is. Like, I think even DraftKings is a great price, too. Like, uh, I'd pay 8K for Tyon. Uh, I-, I love him in this spot. I think he's a really good play. Another guy, he's going to be on the uh, – so what am I up to? I'm up to four people. I want to keep tra- track as we go on. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to cut it down at the end, Josh. Uh, but we got. I-, I think he's the fourth guy on my list. Uh, so, yeah, you just made the list, Jamison Tyon. You're on my list. Uh and uh, I like him a ton against San Diego. I agree with you on Richard. Like, it's just there's too much good pitching. Like, if it was a, if it was a slate where we were struggling for pitching, I could see maybe reaching on it, but I don't think we need to. Way too cheap on Fandle for Tyne at 7,300. Absolutely love him. I think I'll have a lot of exposure to him on this slate. Uh, gets a pretty good pitcher's umpire, too. Uh, you know, San Diego also, they're not the most, uh, they don't have the most depth on their team, so they could throw out a pretty ugly lineup, too. Uh, I get they've been hitting the ball a lot better. I, I completely understand that. They haven't been that same San Diego team, but, uh, I feel like this is a really good spot for Tyne, and um, uh, you know, I think people also might be scared of the past couple games too. Right? Like you look at the game log, uh, minus nine and minus fifteen point nine. Uh, I-, I was trying to look at it before the podcast, and I couldn't find what the reason was. So I don't know. Maybe someone else will find it tomorrow. I'll be on Grinders Live uh, with Andy Means in the morning, and maybe maybe he's found, he'll find something that I missed. Uh, but I could not figure out why. I was trying to look at the velocities. It's been a little bit down, but not enough where I'm like super concerned about it with Tyon. So I don't understand why he's had those last two. Maybe it's because just uh, you know Cincinnati and San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco is hasn't been that great this year, but they don't strike out them. I don't know. I can't figure it out. It's maybe it's just baseball, but. Um, I still think that this price tag, the amount of upside that he can have, he's definitely a tournament play uh, as the cheaper pitcher that I like. And I'm even considering it in cash games. Uh, don't know if I'll definitely do it, but he's definitely on that list of consideration. I love Tyon here, and I think his price tag on 8K, uh, for 8K on DraftKings is certainly – interesting as well and i think that i'll have a good amount of exposure to him i I think we're on the same guy so far so that's good and i think that there's some pretty clear options here so tyon certainly in play uh let's move on though to the next game now we could easily pass on pelfrey but an interesting spot here for doug fister he came out and threw an absolute gem last game he's a guy who used to be a pretty solid you know pitcher efficient pitcher came back struggled a bit seemed to get back on track last game now do you play this Fister play here on this slate just because the matchup against the White Sox is so good? Or, you know, do you fade him because he's, you know, only had one good game so far and hasn't really proven himself to, to be back on a consistent basis as far as going out there and throwing well? It's kind of it's an interesting spot. Now, one thing that really stands out to me here is the Vegas implied run total. The White Sox are implied to score four point one seven runs, right? So we'll just say around four runs on the low side. Vegas also thinks that uh, Cleveland's going to score the same amount of runs against Severino. So that really stands out to me. And the fact that Fister is only 5K on DraftKings, he's so cheap. I think 
just because of that, pairing him with like Archer and kind of consolidating the price tags on a high-low combo, I think that might be an interesting route to go in tournaments. Now on FanDuel, it's absolutely insane where you can roster one pitcher if you're going to pay like 6.4 for Fister and that's your only pitcher. Definitely wouldn't suggest doing that. But I think that there might be some kind of merit to getting Doug Fister here in the lineup and pairing him with Archer in a tournament lineup at this price tag and just consolidating those price tags, as I said. I think it's kind of a DraftKings tournament special only, and I think you get him a very low ownership. And on top of that, he also gets, you know, with the matchup being good, he also gets a good good uh, chance to get the win here. Vegas implying these Boston Red Sox bats to score 6.3 runs. So, and he's also a minus two eleven favorite on the money line. They really have a lot of faith in Fister, or at least the Red Sox walking away with the win. So, you know, Fister might get the W and get that extra point bonus for the win. So, how do you feel about Fister here in tournaments, Travis? What do you think about that high low combo of Archer and Fister? Yeah, I think that's the only way I could get behind it. But I also don't think we have like all these bats that we just want to like absolutely pay up for. So I don't think it's going to end up being it like the route I go. He won't make the list for me. Um, none of these pitchers I like in this game. I get your idea though. If you wanted to do that, like I wouldn't talk you out of it. But I'm not doing it. Uh, it, yeah, I'm. I, I'm sure I won't be end, end up doing that tomorrow. Just because I feel like there's enough pitching. Uh, and maybe if it's like maybe if it's uh, you know uh. 109 and i'm panicking on one of my last teams and it ends up falling how it happens but i don't think it's happening for me i'm not really going out of my way for this i just i get the idea of like streaming against the white Sox and whatnot but uh, there's just too many good pitchers on this slate for me to play doug fister but i get the price tag play and just consolidating i understand that yeah i think on a different slate there definitely it would be more interesting the reason why on this slate's a little bit less it's like for 300 more you could go with nelson and tie on so, you know, that's that would be like a much better combo, I think, much safer combo to go with. The only thing is you're going to eat a lot of ownership on those two, I think, on the slate. But that's a whole different conversation. So I think we can move on from that game now. Uh, we have a game at SunTrust with Arena and Sims. For me, this is just a complete fade, staying away from both the pitchers here. But I think that you were talking about a little interest in Sims. Why don't you give your take here, Travis, on these pitchers here, or at least on Sims? Uh, there's not a t- – I want to have it. Like I'm kind of creating something out of nothing uh, with him. Uh, but the idea is, uh, they have like the best like umpire in the league there, Bill Miller. And like, he just told like Nolasco and fires pitched once and like fires had eight K's and Nolasco had 10. Like he just calls so many strikes. So, uh, uh, that, that was kind of the idea behind it. It's more of a, I'm, I want to, you know, play the game with Bill Miller. I, it's not going to end up happening though. I don't think so. Uh, I wish he was in a better game. That'd be really cool if he was in, man, if he was in that, uh, he was in that, uh, Tampa Bay game with Archer and, uh, Nelson, man, that would be wild with all the strikeout upside that would be, uh, combined together. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I just don't think I'll it'll end up happening for me on this slate. Uh, sadly, I won't be able to get my, uh, exposure to the, uh, the best, uh, umpire in the league for strikeouts. All right. So there's that take on that game. We'll move on to the next game. There's a matchup here of two pitchers that used to be good and should have been good, ended up not being so great. They do turn in a decent performance here and there, but not guys that we tend to target in DFS. I think today is no different, and that uh, huge implied run total overall, 11 run over under, is is something that should definitely catch your eye and keep you away from them. We got Annabelle Sanchez against Jimenez here, Detroit and Baltimore. I think this is a hard pass on both guys for me. What do you think? Yeah, all right. Well, next them. Next. Get back on the bus, you two. Anyway, <laughs> on to the next game. We got the Blue Jays and Astros, Stroman and Fires. And Fires is a guy that uh, I definitely like in real life. And sometimes in DFS, when the matchup is right and the stars kind of align, uh, I'm all about Fires. The last time I was all over him on the podcast, he threw a good game. 
Uh, can't really say the same here for him. I know that we've been targeting pitchers against the Blue Jays, but I think on this slate there's just too many options that stand out that are better for me. So I'm going to next these two guys too. How about you, Travis? Yeah, I agree. I don't think this is the right spot to play these two. Um, I'm going to end up passing on these two pitchers too. Again, there's just too many good pitchers that I already like, and I don't think I need to. Uh, I don't think I need to kind of just, uh, you know, like pull pull for some stats to try and talk myself into making them a good play. Uh, they could do fine, but I'm just I'm going to pass on them. There's just better options. All right, and then we have the Rangers in Minnesota. Again, another next spot for me with Nick Martinez and Berrios. I can oh, see. Oh no, no, no! You, you I don't like see, Berrios? I was going to say I can see some people having interest in Berrios. Definitely makes sense, and I can understand why his price tag on DraftKings is very, very cheap at seven point three. So in tournaments, I can see some consideration as an SP two. But for me, just not fitting my builds with all these pitchers that I like so much. So it is a next spot for me. But I definitely wouldn't like talk you off of the Barrios SP2 idea on DraftKings. Certainly would talk you off playing him as your only pitcher on FanDuel, but that's a whole different conversation there. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's also 9K on FanDuel, which is crazy uh, compared to like, he's, the same, he's basically the same price as Carrasco, which is not I, I disagree with. But uh, I, I like the idea of Tyon in tournaments on DraftKings only. I think that's where I would end up. Barrios, not Tyon. Yeah, sorry, uh, Barrios. My bad, of uh, Barrios. Uh, I mean, dude, the the uh, the Rangers just strike out a ton against righties. I mean, twenty four point two percent, and Barrios has a twenty four point zero K percentage against them, uh, five point eight walk percentage, uh, decent ground ball rate too. You know, they they put out a lot of righties there. I'm sure there are some bats to fear, right? Uh, that that you can be a little worried about, but uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think it's one of those tournament guys that if I wanted to just get a you know. Uh, just a sprinkle, one of those sprinkle tournament plays where you just sprinkle them in a lineup or two or however many you're playing, you know, sprinkle them in randomly. And I don't think it's a bad idea to uh, get some exposure to him. Just in tournaments, though, that's kind of it. Uh, I think there's just a little interest for me, but not uh, not one I'm just, uh, you know, going to put all my money behind. Yeah. All right. And then the next matchup, we got Seattle in Kansas City. Uh, Marco Gonzalez against Danny Duffy. For me, another pass spot. Just don't think that I'll have any interest in these guys with all the great options and pitching we have on the slate. So that's where I'm at. I'm going to next this game. How about you, Travis? Yeah, uh, me too. Did you say Marwin Gonzalez or Marco? I thought you said Marwin. I was wondering if he was pitching for the no, uh, Marco. for the Seattle. So yeah, I was. I thought you said Marwin for some reason. I was like, what? Um, yeah, no. These are two pitchers I'm going to pass on to. Again, just too many good, too much good pitching we've already talked about, and these guys are just unnecessary in my opinion. No, Marwin Gonzalez is too busy killing my Astros tracks to to stacks to try to go pitch. So we're going to pass on that. But <laughs> definitely, definitely Marco Gonzalez. All right. So um, yeah, definitely a pass on that game for me in the pitching. Last game on the slate, we've got the. Washington Nationals in Wrigley in Chicago against the Cubs. We got Eric Fetty, who's a pass for me, going against John Lester. Now, John Lester is a guy that we could, again, target in certain spots, has some upside in certain spots. For me, just not a good spot for him uh, going against these Nationals bats that we know can hit really well. Even without the run total out from Vegas yet, I I know that it's probably not going to be too great. The thing is, like, the, the matchup is just... Is, is good for these Cubs hitters, but as far as the pitching goes in this game, I just I don't want to touch any of the pitching. I think there's too many options that are better for me. So pass for me on these two pitchers. How about you, Travis? Uh, uh, I'm considering Lester. I think what happens is he's on the outside looking in, and that's just what, what's going to end up happening. Like I don't right now he's on the outside looking in, and he's gonna I'm gonna try and find ways to fight him in, and he's not gonna make it in. That's kind of how I feel. Um, 
I, I'm curious what Washington lineup they throw out there because again, Washington, you know, they are a really good team. Like uh, they are, you know, but they they do make some weird lineups sometimes. Like they they do end up doing that. They rest some guys. So I'm curious to see what lineup they put out. I'm wondering why the uh, why the uh, Vegas info is not out on them. So that's pretty interesting as well. But uh, you know, here here's the thing about the uh, here's the thing about Washington, right? Uh, against lefties, they they strike out a ton, right? Like that's something to consider. And uh, John Lester's got good K percentage against these guys, just in general, like thirty three point nine percent against lefties, twenty two point eight against righties. The walk rate is something to be concerned about. And uh, you know, they got some guys that could obviously steal, right? Like uh, Defoe, I'm sure he could steal on them. Bryce Harper could steal. Brian Goodwin, but he's a lefty, so I don't know if he'll be in there or not. But uh, even Bryce Harper, right? Like maybe they give him the Sunday rest in a lefty-lefty spot. I, I don't know for sure, but uh, just something to consider. I, I don't think he's a terrible play, but um, I don't know if he'll end up definitely. Like, I, like for instance, he's 9,400 on uh, FanDuel. Like, I'd rather play Carrasco. I'd probably rather play Jimmy Nelson. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the problem there, right? Like, there's other guys in that range that I feel like I could end up defaulting to. On DraftKings for 10-2, it's kind of like, uh, I, I maybe would even rather take a shot on uh, going Severino or even cheaper on Carrasco. And, you know, so uh, I don't think he'll end up making it. Like, I don't know, Josh, uh, what's your read from what I'm saying? It sounds like he won't make it for me, right? But I, I'm trying to, like, force him in, and it's just not going to happen, right? Like, uh, John Lester is not going to be a thing for me tomorrow, even though I'm trying to make it a thing, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that if you have to overthink it, especially on a slate like this where there's so many guys that you don't have to overthink, there's no reason to to drive yourself crazy and torture yourself into picking guys you don't feel comfortable with when there's so many that you would feel comfortable with. So I think this comes down to roster construction where if there's guys that if there's a good amount of guys, especially at a, a position like pitcher that you feel comfortable with. Don't drive yourself crazy and send yourself into like analysis paralysis and end up going with a play that you're unsure of. What do you, what do you think? You think that's that's kind of on point there? Yeah, I think that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, so yeah, I guess guess we'll just go with that. Uh, man, I'm just wondering if he's gonna make my lineup tomorrow. It'll be funny if he does. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just I'm trying. To, I'll try not to make it a thing, Josh. But uh, it's I don't know. I like the umpire there. It's a pretty good pitcher's umpire. You know how I like those umpires. So. Um, I think that's the reason why I'm uh, I'm itching for it. Yeah, well, it'll be funny if you play him and you ship all the money with him. <laughs> that's a whole. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Right? Like, yeah, win something with him, it'd be funny. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he'll. End. Yeah, yeah. There's just other options. I feel like that we should go to. But yeah, let's let's. I guess let's uh, let's kind of. That's all the all the pitchers, right? Yeah, we covered all the pitchers. You want to rank them up now? Yeah, yeah. Let's rank them up. Uh, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready to go when you are. Are you ready? Uh, you do yours first. Okay. Uh, for me, yeah, you do yours first. For, for me, the core of guys that I'll be looking at uh, for cash game considerations going to be Archer, Jimmy Nelson, James Tyon, and uh, I guess that's going to be it for cash game consideration for me. It's going to be those guys, Archer, Nelson, and Tyon. And uh, if we're talking tournaments, I would say Severino's jumping off the page for me. And uh, right behind him, I would also consider Carrasco. Those are the two guys outside of the core of guys I already mentioned that I would consider in tournaments. So for me, the top five are going to be Archer, Nelson, Tyon, uh, Severino, and Carrasco. If I had to pick my top, top option, if we're talking point per dollar, I would say it would be Jimmy Nelson on DraftKings at 8.6 and James and Tyon on FanDuel for 7.3. How about you, Travis? Uh, yeah, so my my four favorite one, uh, my uh, my final four, we'll call it, right, with uh, going off the reference from yesterday. My final four, the, my four guys that I like the most are 
Archer, Tyon, Carrasco, and Nelson. Those are the guys I like the uh, like the most uh, if I had to pick. But there's some other guys I might end up sprinkling into that I've, I've talked about, obviously. But those are like the four that I'm really going to be looking at the most uh, and rotating into my lineups. You think Carrasco outscores Severino? DraftKings points? Um, possibly. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with it. I'll take Carrasco over Severino, even though that's kind of dicey. But uh, yeah, why not? All right, all right. I think it's too close for us to make a contest out of it, so we're gonna. Uh, yeah, let's not let's not do a contest out of this one. But I I, I like like I, if you told me like Josh, I had to play for my last dollar Severino or Carrasco, and ownership didn't matter, I'd probably go Carrasco. Yeah, we'll find a spot where it's a bit tighter, where we both feel like more uh, confident in, in one guy outscoring the other guy for, to make another contest. But there we go. That's the pitchers. There we covered the pitchers for you guys. Uh, I think we gave some good insight, and now we can move on to the hitters. We'll start, as always, with the catcher position. Catcher position uh, is such a weak position in the league nowadays, so you just kind of try to find a cheap catcher with good upside or a catcher that could correlate into the rest of your lineups. Now, there's some decent catchers here that, that we could look at. Like I think Molina is in a good spot, but don't really particularly love his price tag. Uh, Gary the Goat, but he's going into Carrasco, so I think that's going to be a pass for me there. Cervelli is a guy I usually have interest in when he faces a lefty, and he's got a lefty in Clayton Richard, but Clayton Richards has such like dominant ground ball stuff, and it's in PNC, so I think I'm going to have to pass on Cervelli here too. I think JT Romuto is in play going against Lucas Sims. Uh, I, I do have some interest there, and I think that he's a guy that can bring, bring enough point per dollar upside to the table, and uh, so I'll definitely have some interest in him as well. Brian McCann's been getting a lot of love. I think this, you know, this slate's no different. I think he's a guy that I'll have interest in at the catcher position on this slate. Uh, but yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, it's tough. And Contreras is going against Fetty, and I have interest in Contreras, especially with that wind blowing out to left field tomorrow. Even though it's going to be low winds, it's still blowing out to left field at Wrigley, which helps Contreras a little bit, and he has a good matchup. But he's, he's just so priced up. He's 5K on DraftKings now, and I believe on FanDuel he's, he's pretty priced up too, right? Well, 3500 is not so bad on FanDuel. I think you can consider him over there. But still, like, it's just it's a week, it's a weekday for catchers. So I think that I'm just going to kind of wait till the lineups come out and find the cheapest guy that correlates to my lineups and put him in there. It'll probably be the last position that I fill. How about you, Travis? Yeah, uh, that's kind of what I think you do. You wait and you see what's out there. Maybe you get a guy that gets a good lineup spot. Uh, maybe you get a good punt play that even if he's batting eighth, hey, maybe it fits that last spot and makes everything work. So that's kind of, I think, the thing you do tomorrow. I think it's pretty simple. Um, I, if, if you told me, like, hey, I have to pick some guys, like if Alex Avila is in there against uh, Fetty, sure, I wouldn't mind him as a value. Uh, Russell Martin against Fires, I could see him having a decent game. Uh, but yeah, it's a rough position tomorrow. So I say we just move on, Josh. Uh, and again, just, just look at the lineups and try and make them fit your, either have the guys, you know, fit your, uh, whatever fits your cash game build. Uh, like for instance, Chris Jimenez did it, right? He was pretty popular because he was batting cleanup. Uh, and that was a guy that people ended up gravitating to because of that. Uh, that's kind of, I think this is what you got to do. And like the same thing, like Tyler flowers, he was in a pretty good matchup on Friday, but he got that cleanup spot. And a lot of people gravitated to him because of that. Uh, I think it's something that you should end up doing at least in cash games, uh, in tournaments. It's one of those things where I normally just like fill it in with my stack and kind of whatever fits, man. Cause I don't, 
and I just don't love catcher tomorrow. I don't think catcher's a spot where you uh, are going to feel like you missed out on a guy that really uh, dominated and hit like two home runs or something. Maybe, you know, obviously catchers can hit a home run, but uh, I feel like there's not just like a must play catcher that you really need to have. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, we can move on to first base, Travis. Nice and loaded for you, as always. I'll pass it to you. Go ahead. Kick us off at first base. Where are you looking at on the slate? Uh, yeah, so uh, first base, I think there's a guy there that like people don't want to like normally play a lot, but Matt Carpenter, like he's the guy against Homer Bailey. I think it's a really good spot for him. Uh, I would definitely have some interest in him. And then like uh, on the other side, Joey Votto against Adam Wainwright. I mean, it's just a good spot for hitting tomorrow, and uh, I think you should definitely be considering those too. Uh, I also like Freddie Freeman against Arena. Uh, this is a great spot for him, so definitely going to be definitely going to have some interest in him as well. And then there's uh, Chris Davis. Uh, he's going against Anibal Sanchez. Pretty cheap price tag. He's a guy, man. I really hate taking cash games. It just feels like a zero or a home run. And when he's got some ownership on him, it can be really frustrating. But he's one of those guys that's going to be in my cash game consideration, and definitely in tournaments as well that I would be thinking about. Uh, other than that, uh, I mean, I think against Mike Fires, like Morales and Justin Smoke, I think those are two guys on the Toronto side of the ball you can consider. Uh, again, Fires has been a lot better lately, but he's a guy that you should definitely be thinking about. And if you had the money for him, uh, Anthony Rizzo and then, uh, you know, Mitch Moreland's another one uh, against Mike Pelfrey, you know, could definitely consider. Uh, but Josh, what about you? Who do you like there? Oh, yeah, and uh, Miguel Cabrera, obviously, but uh, against uh, Ubaldo Jimenez is a good spot. Uh, I know I just mentioned a bunch. I may have stolen them all, Josh, but we can go back, obviously, at the end and say our uh, top two or top three. But, Josh, who else do you like at first base? No, you're, you're good. Uh, I'm going to rattle off some top options. I'd be interested. Now, these are the guys that are priced up, right? So, like, Vado is, is certainly a good play here. Uh, at home going against Wainwright. Uh, Carpenter, as you mentioned, is a great play. But uh, if we're talking top race guys, you, you've got Vado, you've got Freeman, and you've got uh, Anthony Rizzo. And I think all three of those guys definitely are, are top options on the slate. But they're all priced up. So for me, as I'm building my rosters, if I'm looking for the best point-per-dollar guys at first base, there's two guys jumping off the page on each site. On DraftKings, Chris Davis for 3.6 is just way too cheap against Annabelle Sanchez. I think that's a steal on DraftKings, so I'm going to buy low on him over there and take that value. And over on FanDuel, a guy you mentioned, I think Matt Carpenter for 3.3K is my favorite point-per-dollar option on FanDuel at first base. So to keep it nice, short, and simple, I think just take the savings at first base, uh, go with Carpenter on FanDuel for 3.3, and go with Chris Davis for 3.6 on uh, DraftKings. Uh, but I wouldn't falter for paying up for some of the top options. But I'm I'm looking to uh, to save at first base on my roster builds. That's just the way it's working out. So I'll go Chris Davis at first on DraftKings and Carpenter at first on FanDuel, and that's just the route I'm going to go tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think that's a bad. I don't think that's a bad idea. I'll give you my uh, my three favorite first basemen if I had to pick. Um, I think I'm going to end up going Freddie Freeman, uh, Matt Carpenter, and Chris Davis. And, uh, man, just just keep holding my nose on him. I just hate playing him in cash. It's like the worst feeling ever when I know he's going to be a chalkier option. Uh, and there's definitely a chance he's going to be at those price tags. So, uh, But, yeah, I, I think those are like my top three third basemen that I would be considering at their price tags. So what about you, Josh? Who do you like at uh, I, I have the same. Well, I have the same right? exact top three. No, I mean, I have the same. I basically said the same thing you said. I think that Freeman's my top option if I have the cap. But if I'm not paying up, it looks like so. So on FanDuel, Carpenter for 3.3 and DraftKings, Chris Davis for 3.6. Both are steals on those sites. So that's that's the route I'm going to go. Um, let's move on to second base now. We got a, a second base is kind of kind of tricky here. I think that there's some options that uh, stand out 
and some options that are overpriced. But you know, if we're looking for best point per dollar plays, that's what's most important. Like Paul DeJong is a guy I'd have interest in, but I feel like he, he's kind of bloated now in his price, so I might have to stay away unless I'm stacking up hitters from that game. Uh, I think D Gordon's in play, but again, another guy that's priced up. So uh, I think that I'm going to have to stay away there too. Altuve always in play, but again, very expensive. I, what we're looking for here, I think, is a guy that's either going to correlate to the lineup or a guy that you're getting at a discount, right? So if we're looking at it from that stance, I think that Odor is is a good play, even though he, they're going he's going against Barrios here. I think that he's someone they'll get overlooked. And I think that he's someone that you should definitely have interest in. Ben Zobrist, super cheap on DraftKings at 3.4K. I think he makes a great value play at this position tomorrow. So definitely would have some interest in him. But uh, I feel like what's going to end up happening for me as I'm building my lineups is I'm going to look to correlate, as I said, and the game that I'm targeting the most right now is that Detroit Tigers and Baltimore Orioles game. So I think I'll have a healthy amount of exposure to Ian Kinsler, and I'll have a healthy amount of exposure to Jonathan Scope, the mouthwash, and just try to correlate to my lineups there as I go. Uh, So that's where I'm at at second base right now. How about you, Travis? Yeah, uh, I think those are two good plays. Uh, I'd really like Ian Kinsler a lot. Uh, just so you know, I'll go over some like Ubaldo uh, BVP because Team BVP will love that. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, 15 for 47, uh, you know, 319 average with a home run. Ian Kinsler, guy you said, uh, 323 average. Uh, also, me, he's got 11 walks uh, in those 47 plate appearances. Uh, Kinsler with five walks, 10 for thir- uh, 31, no home runs. And then the guy that we didn't mention at catcher who plays catcher on FanDuel, I just want to go back to him. Victor Martinez might be an interesting one-off. Uh, he's got a 12 for 37 with four home runs. Uh, and I don't really love playing Victor Martinez much, but maybe I'll buy low on him tomorrow uh, just as like a one-off guy to play just to get exposure to that game. And then my boy Justin Upton, uh, nine for 33, only 273, but this guy's on fire. I don't care. And he's got two home runs. So uh, just wanted to mention some of that because I know uh, people, some people love the BVP. I'm kind of indifferent. I'm, I kind of pick and choose. And sometimes, you know, that's probably not the right thing to do, but uh, uh, it just depends kind of on the situation for me. I'm really... Uh, Really got my one foot in, one foot out type of deal with BVP. But uh, yeah, so I just wanted to mention it. I thought that was a fun one to say. But yeah, going back to, you know, tie it all up. Uh, Ian Kinsler, I think he's a really good play. A guy you want to consider in cash games like batting leadoff. Uh, lately, gets, lately gets five at-bats, right, against Baltimore, uh, batting first on the road. Uh, he's a guy you definitely, I think, want to have uh, some consideration in. Uh, I, I get it, like, with Scope, a uh, huge home run upside against uh, uh, against uh, Sanchez. But I still like Brian Dozier. Uh, I've been playing the last couple of days. He's done me well. I think against Nick Martinez, he's a guy I might end up going back to. Uh, if you have the money for Eduardo Nunez, I mean, yeah, he's getting expensive. 4100 for him on FanDuel just feels really pricey. Uh, on DraftKings, he's a lot cheaper, I believe. Or is he third base eligible? Yeah, he's third in outfield, 5100 I don't know. I just don't think I can get behind that price tag. It's just starting to feel like a, a little too much money for me. So uh, another guy, one more guy I think I'll mention. Well, obviously Altuve, if you have the money and you want to stack the Astros, go for it. But uh, I think with Merrifield against this Gonzalez guy, I think he's a guy, if he's batting first, could be an interesting guy to plug in there uh, as a, uh, maybe a cash game guy. I don't think uh, I hate that play, but uh, yeah, for me, it's uh, I think the two, the two second basemen you mentioned are really great plays, Josh. And then uh, I'm going to throw on some Dozier exposure. All right. Awesome. So uh, that those are our second base takes there. Uh, let's move on to the hot corner. Travis, go ahead, kick us off at third base. Where are you looking on the slate? Yeah, um, 
so yeah, looking back at third base, um, I don't know if Brock Holt's in there. Like he's really cheap. Sure, you could play him against Pelfrey. Uh, I don't know. It just feels like a waste uh, playing him at third base for me uh, on FanDuel. On DraftKings, is Holt, Holt's third base still? No, he's second base. So you could go him there too if you wanted against Pelfrey if he ends up batting second. And he's outfield eligible too for 3,300. Uh, some Red Sox third baseman. Uh, I like me some Rafael Devers. I mean, this guy's been absolutely crushing the ball. Uh, recently, uh, I think he's a guy you should definitely be considering tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a fan of him. Also, Manny Machado, uh, like him in this spot against Sanchez. I'm sure I'll have some exposure to him, and uh, I might even go back to the well with some Nick Castellanos. He's just still super cheap against a guy like Ubaldo. Uh, I think he's another guy to definitely consider. So, uh, like them a lot. And then uh, a guy that we haven't played in a while or talked about in a while, Josh, but our, our boy, uh, we like, we like some Jed Jayerko against Homer Bailey in Great American Small Park. I think this is a spot where he could hit a home run and like. No one's going to play him. Uh, he's kind of been off the radar for a while now. So uh, he's a guy that I would definitely consider. seems like a spot where I don't think I'm going to pay up for uh, like a guy like Chris Bryant. If he had the money, I, I would love to against uh, against uh, Fetty. And, uh, you know, the Cubs have been crushing the ball. Maybe they're kind of a team I feel like I've been overlooking. Maybe because I haven't seen the Vegas total obviously hasn't came out. So it hasn't been like uh, jumped out to me. But uh, I don't want to sleep on Chris Bryant. And like, you know, Anthony Rizzo, we talked about a little bit earlier. But these Cubs, they've been really good lately. So that's another guy I don't want to sleep on. But uh, if I had to pick my top three, Josh, uh, I'll just tell you him now because I think I have him here. Uh, I think it'll be Devers one, Machado two, and then, uh, you know, we'll go with Chris Bryant three because, uh, oh, man, dude, like Chris Bryant is just uh, – Chris Bryant is very talented. And against this Fetty guy, uh, this could be a good matchup for him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't want to sleep on the Cubs. Uh, sorry, just kind of talking out loud to myself for a little bit there. But, Josh, how about you? Who do you like at third base? No, I mean, we're certainly on the same page with all this, so that's good. Uh, I think Jericho, as you mentioned, is uh, certainly in play. But I think my top options are going to be Devers, Machado. Uh, th those are going to be my top two options. I think I'll have a, a, a ton of exposure to the two of them. Uh, Freddie Freeman's also third base eligible on DraftKings, so if you want to try to find a way to get him in with your favorite first baseman, you could do that too. But uh, – one guy that's really standing out for value for me is Nick Castellanos, 3.5 on DraftKings on a FanDuel 2.6, super cheap there too. So if you need a value third baseman, I think Nicholas Castellano is certainly a guy you could look at. And if you're looking for like a crazy off-the-board tournament play that you're going to get super low ownership on, I think that David Freeze is a guy you could go to. Just mashes lefties. You know, you have a park downgrade and you're going against a ground ball pitcher. People aren't really excited to pick the Pirates here, I think, in this spot. Um, but I, I think that Freeze is a guy you could get away with uh, getting in your lap. Has lots of pop in his bat, and just like I said, the career numbers smashes lefties. So David Freeze is probably my top tournament option at third. But other than that, if we're just talking like you know raw top options here, definitely going to be uh, Machado, Devers, and uh, Castellanos for value. Would you uh, would you agree that Castellanos is a good value play here? Oh, yeah, he's a great value play, uh, definitely. If you need value, I would definitely think going to him is definitely a good route to go. All right, awesome. So uh, there's third base for you. We can move on to shortstop. Well, hang on. I don't want to move on first but because I just wrote I just wrote this down, uh, and I don't want to forget it. He's kind of a uh, – I'm not gonna say he's the, uh, the you know the Justin Upton play like uh, like yesterday, but this he kind of correlates a little bit. Uh, he has been hitting the ball pretty well recently, but uh, I mean just like the last 15 days, 94 exit velocity, bad ball distance, 250 uh, uh, 250 feet. Uh, that's Josh Donaldson, and he's popping in my models, and uh, you know. I 
I think I don't want to sleep on him. So I wrote down just now, like, hey, don't forget Josh Donaldson tomorrow. So uh, make sure not to forget Josh Donaldson tomorrow. I just want to mention that. I think this is a really good spot for him. So I'll make him as my fourth honorable mention type guy. Uh, and yeah, like even Castellanos, I mentioned him a little bit as like a good value, but you kind of covered that. So I, I just, I don't want to sleep on, on Donaldson tomorrow. He's just one of those guys I like when I see guys that are like absolutely just smashing the ball, uh, you know, with the, in the last 15 days uh, with the exit velocity and batter ball distance, like those are stuff I just uh, get excited about. And like fly ball percentage uh, is, you know, 51% of the time. I mean, he's just smashing the ball when he's hitting it. So uh, uh, again, if they're trackouts, that's fine. Uh, I'll just keep uh, going to war with those guys because those trackouts turn into home runs and that's what we want. We want home runs to win stuff. So uh, Donaldson is a guy I definitely don't want to sleep on. Yeah. Donaldson, a guy who came back from injury, but we know that he could smash the ball, and, and that uh, that slump couldn't last forever. So we were due to see some positive regression. So it's good that he's hitting the ball well again. Uh, definitely think that you should consider some Josh Donaldson tomorrow as well. Just not sure how much exposure exactly I'll be able to get to him with my, uh, you know, my my Devers and Machado plays and Castellano for value, but uh, Donaldson's certainly in play too. And I think you'll get him at a very low ownership on the slate, which is nice because he has that double-dong upside, which you're looking for when you're going for a nice tournament play. So. Yeah, uh, I like that. I like that Donaldson call. But uh, anything else you want to mention before we move on to short? I uh, know. Yeah, let's head over to short. Uh, do you want to kick us off, Josh? Yeah, I'll kick us off here at short. Now, short is uh, shortstop is probably gonna be a, a tricky situation tomorrow. Like, I want to play Jordy Mercer because he smashes lefties, but it just kind of depends on his lineup spot for me. I'd much prefer to have him in the leadoff spot than have him hit like at the bottom of the order. So I'm not sure where they're going to go there. So I might pass there. Uh, Bogarts against Pelfrey, I think, is certainly in play. Getting him at a nice cheap price tag. 3.6 on DraftKings is probably the cheapest I've seen Alexander Bogarts like ever in the history of him playing in the MLB and DFS. So certainly you're going to have some love from there. 2,900 on FanDuel too, certainly in play there. But on DraftKings at 3.6, such a great value uh, for Bogarts there at that price tag. So you can get some nice stock in that uh, Boston team with the highest implied run total on the slate over six runs. So wouldn't hate that play. Um, but yeah, it's just like kind of a, a dry slate, I think, for, for shortstops here. And uh, if we're going to just look to, to find the best value play that we can find and the best point per dollar play, it uh, sounds like I'm just talking myself into to Bogarts here. So, uh, yeah, it's, I'm going to have a lot of uh, a lot of Bogarts. I'll ha- probably have some Mercer sprinkled in there just because he's a career lefty masher and gets that matchup against Clayton Richard against the left-hander. And I also wouldn't fault you if you want to play t- some uh, some Paul DeJong. Uh, DeJong is 2800 on FanDuel, and I think that's a great price for him over there, a price you could jump on top of. And a nice correlation play to like Matt Carpenter, who we mentioned earlier, who I really like. So on FanDuel, I'll probably just go with DeJong, um, and you ate him at 100 cheaper than Bogarts, where if you look at DraftKings, Bogarts is 3600 DeJong is 4600 So for me, it's pretty clear cut. Uh, I'll have a lot of Bogarts on DraftKings and a lot of DeJong on FanDuel. So that's where I'm at at shortstop. How about you, Travis? Yeah, I think there's three guys I really like. Uh, I think it's DeJong. I think it's Bogarts to get the day off. Maybe that'll help him out, and he'll probably play tomorrow, I'm assuming. And then uh, I think it end up, ends up being Tim Beckham for 2800 right? Like all these guys that are between the, you know, in that 2800 ish range. I think those are the guys we consider. It's an ugly position, though, and if you want to punt it in your cash games – uh, to kind of get you that extra bat that like you feel like you need to have to make you know round out your roster, do it because it's a terrible position. Uh, so yeah, uh, th- that those are kind of the guys I like, and 
it's just an ugly spot. So yeah, we can move on. Uh, it's not the catcher and shortstop are really not that great today. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the outfield. Travis, kick us off here at the outfield. Uh, yeah. So uh, outfield, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's loaded as usual. Uh, there's some definitely some great plays out there. To play, uh, uh, my boy Jupton. I'm gonna go back to the well on him against uh, Ubaldo Jimenez. Did me well yesterday. He's just uh, one of the streakiest hitters in baseball, and he is on fire right now. So I will definitely be playing him. Uh, Mike Pelfrey, right? We have him today, and uh, we have Mookie Betts and uh, Ben and Intendi. Uh, you know, sign me up uh, against Mike Pelfrey. I think those are uh, great guys. Uh, Russell have a huge total, so I would be considering him uh, against Clayton Richard. If you want to go Andrew McCutcheon, I don't think people will play him uh, against the lefty. So McCutcheon, someone that you could definitely, uh, definitely have some interest in tomorrow uh, against Adam Wainwright. I think uh, you know you can go uh, in the battle of the Adams. Uh, Adam Duvall, uh, he's a guy that ha- has some pop uh, even against righties. So he's a guy that I would, uh, I would definitely be considering um, on the slate. Uh, and then uh, we talked about like some of these uh, Baltimore outfielders, like we liked them yesterday. Uh, you know, go back to the with some Adam Jones, some Trey Mancini. Uh, this is just a good spot against Annabelle Sanchez, Seth Smith too. Uh, you know, you I just think you can play these guys in this spot uh, easily against Sanchez, and uh, you want exposure to that offense. Uh, high total for the uh, high total for the uh, for Baltimore. So uh, definitely would want to want to think about playing them uh, tomorrow. Uh, if I'm looking at some uh, some value guys, uh, looking at uh, Fanduel specifically, um, I'm trying to see if he's down here. Uh, Winker, yeah, Jesse Winker. If he's batting second, uh, he's still really cheap. Uh, I would definitely definitely be considering him on the slate. And then uh, Jim and Ducci, uh, we talked about some Tigers. If you want to throw him in, if he's batting second, uh, Ducci's been hitting the ball pretty well. So I think Ducci's a guy you can uh, you could definitely consider too. Uh, Josh, what are you, what, what about you? What do you think of uh, some of these outfielders today? Uh, well, just start off the bat here. I see a value play that stands out on DraftKings for me, and that's Jose Batista. He's 2.9K on DraftKings. So I feel like that's just super cheap for, for the upside that he brings to the table. Uh, Mike Fire is a guy I usually like, but I, I think that this is a good spot to buy low on Batista on DraftKings at 2.9. But, yeah, definitely like these Baltimore outfielders, as we mentioned, Adam Jones, Mancini, uh, probably are the two that I have the most interest in. Looking at the Detroit uh, outfield, I think that Upton is probably going to be the guy I have the most interest in. And as you said yesterday on the podcast, super streaky, and the streak is on, so definitely want to go there. Uh, Nelson Cruz against Danny Duffy. I know he hasn't really crushed lefties this season, but I think that you could justify him for his career numbers and uh, get get him in there as a one-off. He's 4.8 on DraftKings, which is a bit pricey, but he does bring a lot of upside to the table anytime he faces a lefty. And 4,100 on FanDuel. I think he's on play on both of the big sites there. Uh, you mentioned Jesse Winker. I think he's a, a certainly a great value play. Uh, I definitely like him here against uh, Wainwright, and I think the Scooter Jeanette's also in play. But you know, for me, uh, if, if we're gonna like come down to just correlating outfielders and finding where to go, Benintendi. By the way, I'm not sure if I mentioned the Boston outfielders yet, but uh, Benintendi and Betts certainly in play. Lots of interest in Benintendi here. Uh, I think he makes a fine correlation play to Betts or even to uh, Devers or Bogarts, depending where you go. So uh, those are the guys that I'm going to have the most interest in. I'm going to try to just correlate to the rest of my lineup. But, yeah, just want definitely want to point out that value play on Fandle for Bautista at 2.9K. It's not the best matchup in the world against Fears, but he should never be under 3K on DraftKings. That's just bonkers that he's that low. So want to buy, buy low on him over there. Uh, what do you think, Travis? Do you think that there's any good spots here to correlate outfields? 
Um, like three man correlation. Uh, what's your favorite I pairing? Three man, but what's, like, I, what's your favorite pairing? Where's your favorite pairing in the outfield on the slate? Like two guys from the same team in the outfield. Uh, I mean, Ben and bets like that's just easy. Uh, I mean, that's that's the top one. If you wanted to like be like, hey, I want to pair two guys in the outfield, that's the top one. And then I think like my number two one is probably Upton and Ducci. Uh, I like that one a lot too. Batting second and third, just really good correlation. Uh, so yeah, those are probably like my top two favorite uh, two favorite ones. And uh, kind of sounds a little lame because uh, I think in that game we played yesterday, I had uh, Ben and Intendi and Upton, and uh, yeah, those are just two guys I love again tomorrow. Like uh, or to, yeah, tomorrow. So uh, those are just guys I'm gonna have exposure to, and I think that that double pairing I like a lot is uh, our two guys I'm gonna be paired up with. What about you, Josh? Who do you like as like a pairing? Actually, no, another one, Adam Jones and Mancini too. I like that one. Uh, who else do you like? Did I take? Did I just take yours? Or you took all three of my favorite ones right there? So we're on did the I, same I page. I just took them all. Yeah, we're on the same page. All right, well, but that, but that speaks to yeah, that speaks to just uh, you know stresses uh, stresses how much we like uh, we like those guys as uh, you know good correlations in the outfield to pair up together. Yeah, for sure, I agree with that. Um, yeah, so uh, that's it. There, we covered all the positions for you guys. You ready to move on to the stack of the day, Travis? Yeah, yeah. Let's head over to the stack of the day. Um, you want to kick us off, Josh? Sure, I'll kick us off. That's fine. Um, so there's lots of routes to go in this slate, and I think that some of them are more clear than others when it comes to like where you should be stacking bats. I think that the Boston Red Sox are, are, are definitely the clear, clear, a clear stack here. Uh, Travis, you want to exclude them from, from the slate and just agree that that's the top stack of the day here? Yeah, yeah, they're definitely the top stack for sure. Like you definitely, I mean, six point three total. It feels cores esque with them, uh, but yeah, well, we'll exclude them out of it because everyone knows Mike Puffrey's not that good. Uh, I know, like stat people like do think like stacking against Puffrey is not like the most optimal thing, but I don't know. Puffrey's terrible, uh, and uh, I just think that White Sox bullpen is so bad too. Like uh, you just get so much action on that bullpen too. It's just going to be great. Uh, so yeah, let's let's exclude the Red Sox. Yeah. Okay. So we agree that the Red Sox, the top stack of the day, they were the chalky stack not too long ago too, a few days ago, and they hit. So uh, definitely, definitely should get some uh, some Boston stacks in there as you go. Um, for me, I think my stack of the day is going to be the St. Louis Cardinals. I think that they're going to be slightly more under-owned than they should be. they got lots of upside in the Great American Small Park against Homer Bailey. Lots of home run upside in this lineup. Looking at this lineup, you're seeing that you just see a bunch of guys that can hit home runs. And I think uh, tomorrow they're, they're going to rack up some runs, and I think you should definitely have some exposure to some stacks here. Uh, Carpenter, Fam, DeJong, Jerko, Molina, Biscotti. These these are all guys. Gertschuk. These are all guys that can go yard, you know. So um, definitely, guys, I'll have my exposure to. And I think at these price tags, especially on DraftKings, where they're a little bit more pricey, I think you could get them at a low ownership. Uh, so that's the route that I think I'll go for my tournament stack of the day. It's going to be the St. Louis Cardinals. How about you, Travis? Who's your stack of the day here? Uh, yeah, so my my stack of the day, Josh, uh, you know, uh, the Tigers, they didn't treat you well, but they always treat me, man. They always treat me better, uh, you know. I'm def- definitely a, definitely a big fan of them tomorrow. I think I'm going to go back to them. Uh, I they get a guy a matchup against uh, Ubaldo, uh, four point seven six uh, Sierra. Uh, again, I wish that Sierra was over five, right? I love taking like whenever the pitcher's got a five, over five Sierra, but you but we all know Ubaldo's not that great. Uh, so yeah, he's got a hard hit rate uh, of thirty five point nine percent, and uh, the fly balls are at thirty six point eight percent. I mean, the, you know, the, this is just a spot where I, I'm gonna think load up on some tigers tomorrow. I'm just a big fan of them. Uh, you know, I'll get my Justin Upton, I'll get my uh, Jim Aducci. 
uh, Miguel Cabrera, Ian Kinsler, and uh, I think I'll even sprinkle in some Victor Martinez, specifically on FanDuel, right? Uh, I think those are kind of the guys. And Castellanos. So, like, that one through six are guys I'm going to look at uh, definitely to, uh, to end up targeting tomorrow. And then maybe sprinkle in some of the guys at the uh, end. But uh, love love Upton tomorrow. Love Miggy tomorrow. Those are two of my favorites. And even uh, Ian Kinsler, like I said, they're on the road, too, which is another thing I love. I love getting my uh, love getting my guys on the ropes. I get that guaranteed ninth at bat. So sometimes that ninth home run, uh, like a Brandon Moss ninth home uh, ninth inning home run the other day really kind of hurt me in a tournament. Uh, so that ninth, that, those, those, uh, those top of the nine at bats can really help sometimes and really boost you over the top. And it did for other people and not for me. So, uh, yeah, I, I love the Tigers tomorrow, Josh. Uh, I think you were just a day early. Uh, he, I think the big the big Tigers game is coming today. It's coming? I think so, Josh. I think so. Um, we'll, we'll see, though. I, I'm, I'm a fan of them tomorrow. Ubaldo is just not that great. All right. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with that. I think, I think that the big game could be today, too. I'll definitely have a lot of exposure to these bats. So uh, anything else you want to mention before we close out, Travis? Uh, no, uh, that's about it, man. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for the slate. Uh, curious how the ownership uh, is going to end up. Um, curious how the ownership is going to like kind of like end up going with bats because when we were, I was thinking the stacks and which one I want to go to. A uh, uh, little worried that the uh, the Orioles, Tigers, and the Red Sox are like kind of like the three talks and like a lot of ownership might go there. So that definitely merits to go a team like the Cardinals, like you talked about. Right. Uh, so uh, we'll see. I'm just curious how uh, ownership projection will go. Uh, you know, be sure to check that in our Roto-Grinders premium, uh, check out our ownership projections to help you make those decisions uh, to, uh, you know, take down a tournament tomorrow. And uh, of course, uh, crush your cash games. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap it up. Give us both a follow on Twitter. If you haven't already, you can follow me at real Joshua giant. You can follow Travis at, Travis Mangone, that's at Travis, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. We love interacting with you guys. Shoot over any questions or comments you might have. Uh, appreciate you guys listening very much. Uh, later on this week, we're covering the morning grind, right, Travis? Uh, yeah, I, that's what I was told. So, uh, yeah, I think we're covering the morning grind. I think Wednesday, Thursday, I think we're supposed to be. Uh, so, yeah, uh, be, uh, be on the lookout for us there. We'll definitely uh, let you guys know. Yeah, looking forward to that. But uh, we're going to have to sign off now and see you guys then. We hope you enjoy your Sunday. Hope you enjoy baseball. Uh, like I said, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. We'll talk to you guys there throughout the week. Uh, for my co-host, Travis Mangone, I'm Josh. Sir Giant, enjoy your Sunday, Grinders. I used to be careful about the ones I would turn to, turn to And learned if you stay around fire, it will burn you, burn you I did it all alone, I said I did it all alone And even though I was on my own, I still landed in my zone Back then I was always on the road, back then
looking for saving Say it's a shame, but I got no change And tell me a thing that you've done for me lately Used to have beef, but now it's all gravy Rinse and repeat, lifestyle crazy Got no complaining, stayed in my lane And this is the way that karma has paid me I got it, I'm wavy No way to replace me One of a kind, the grind is in line This money is mine for the taking Speakers are shaking Dreams are awakening one of a kind, the grind is in line The summer is mine for the taking uh, Only trust the fam I only trust the fam Nowadays you say the wrong It all ends up on Instagram Everybody wanna be Known for something And that's probably The path that leads to their own destruction And I don't know instructions I don't know the rules Instead of self-combusting I just keep it cool so the lesson is, or the message is, to be somebody, you gotta trust nobody. Trust nobody. I used to trust nobody. Trust nobody. I used to trust nobody. Trust nobody. I used to trust nobody. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Care Centers, you'll get a $75 prepaid Visa card when you spend $250 on Napa brake parts, which is cause to celebrate. Because normally the sound of screeching brakes means your bank account's about to take a hit. But getting $75 back makes that hit not so bad. Quality parts installed by the pros. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Care Centers, exclusions apply. Offer ends 63019.